to this episode of Community Matters Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss issues important to managing and governing condos, cooperatives, and homeowner associations. My name is Tony Campisi, and I'm Executive Director of the Keystone Chapter of Community Associations Institute. One of the primary functions of a community association board is meetings. Among other things, meetings establish policy, develop strategic plans, provide for owner input, and establish community finances and budgets. In today's episode, we'll be talking about how a community association board should prepare itself for meetings by developing a board book and how managers can assemble the resources contained in a board book in a professional manner. My guest for today's topic is Richard Kuziamko, a member of the CAI Keystone Chapter Communications and Content Committee. Richard has managed associations for over 12 years in Washington State and the greater Washington DC area. Richard earned his MBA from McGill University and maintains his professional community association manager credentials, including the CMCA, AMS, and PCAM. Richard, welcome to Community Matters Podcast. Thank you, Tony. I'm pleased to be here today with you. Richard, let's start with the obvious first question. What is a board book and why is it important? Tony, board books are a guide for the board of directors in carrying out their business. The book contains the motions, the resolutions for the board to consider and ensure items are passed correctly. Board meetings are legal and all work coming out of them is binding on the association. It flows from the book into the minutes and it becomes a very legal document. Because many board members don't see each other except at the meeting, it could be that the meeting becomes a social exchange with real business becoming secondary. A good board book will keep the meeting on track and yet allow social interactions. Is there a good way to put together a board book that will accomplish what we expect from it? There's no one standard, but boards will expect something more than just an agenda or a piece of paper and a free-flowing meeting. This is an opportunity for the manager to show professionalism and leadership to the board and for the board to work together. The key is a focused agenda. This is almost always prepared by the manager because the manager really knows what's going on in the board or in the community and should be verified by the president or secretary before the manager starts to work on the board book itself. A standard for any agenda, and there's many of them, even Robert's Rules of Order has one, is call to order and notice of requirements, approval of the agenda, approval of previous minutes, board member reports of any, give every board member a chance to talk. The manager report, especially if there are no weekly reports so the manager can say what happened since the last board meeting. Financial report, committee reports, if you have committees. A resident forum, if you have a resident forum, that's important. Business to be transacted by the board. This is motions, resolutions, approvals, and discussions. This is where the, you make the sausage, uh, as they say in, uh, in Congress. And finally, at the end, the notice of the next meeting and adjournment. Let me ask you a couple of follow-up questions, because that's, that's an important list. What happens if someone brings up something or, or a board member wants to bring up something that's not on the agenda? Uh, 
That's the first part. Uh, when I said call to order, notice of, re require, of requirements for the meeting and approval of the agenda. You do that right up at the top and don't deviate from it afterwards because the, the meeting will become disorganized. So the, those topics may just get pushed to a, a, the next meeting. The next meeting or the uh, president can put them on the agenda at a, at a certain place and the board can approve the agenda. Got it. Let me ask you about resident forums because this comes up quite a bit with member, either members or homeowners contacting us. Um, is it appropriate for a board to put some sort of limits on a resident forum, like how long someone can speak, uh, who can speak, etc.? Uh, absolutely. Who can speak is easy. It's the members in the association. You can't have renters or somebody else just piping in with complaints about something. It, it's a board meeting, really. We can't forget that. And the residents are the, the owners, are the actual owners of the association. You allow them. And as a, as a president, I always try to keep it to three minutes because then you get into circular discussions that goes on and on. Three minutes is a good time. One, one more question here regarding the agenda. Have you ever used a timed agenda and do you recommend it? Yes, that's a good idea. If, uh, if you think you can run the meeting, if the board is, uh, is set in their ways and they know how to run the meetings very well, a timed agenda is a very good idea. It depends on the board and what the board is, is comfortable with. Right. Okay. So once the agenda is approved, how do you actually put this board book together? Well, the best way is to do it electronically. Don't have lots of pieces of paper. I have a file. I call it a bucket for each board meeting. And this includes, a, a, you know, a toolkit. A toolkit is motion sheets that you use over and over again, page dividers, cover sheets, etc. And you have those all available. Then you start loading the bucket with documents. A, a simple one is minutes from the last meeting. They're usually available at some point in time. Put it in the bucket and give it a good name. Uh, backups of uh, bid submissions, backups of motions, anything you find, put it in there right away. The key to doing this is to do it during the month. If the board approve, for a good example of this is a ratification motion where the board approves something electronically and you have the emails from the members, put them into the bucket right away. That way, when you're putting the board book together, you won't be searching for these emails and it's easy to put them behind the ratification motion. Another good idea is rename the items in the bucket. So for example, if you have something on the agenda called snow removal contract, and you have three items behind it as backup, name them snow removal contract one, snow removal contract two, or snow removal vendor, so-and-so. It just makes it easier to put the book together at the end, as you'll see. So, so what you're saying here is, I guess, <clears throat> because of the technology that's advanced so much in the last five, 10 years, you're not actually printing out a book to distribute. You're giving board members access to an online file or a, or a bunch of PDF documents, right? You, you, you could. It'll be one book, and I'll talk about that at the end. You can print if you have to, but uh, in the end, it's an electronic book that you can print out if you have to. So you've assembled all your material for the board book. What's next? This is where the manager gets to shine. Every motion or resolution should be on a standard form. This way, the board gets used to seeing things, uh, business in a standard format, and they'll know from meeting to meeting what to expect. Suggested motion form that you can put together, and it's tailored for each association. The name of the motion, which matches the agenda, the date of the board meeting. 
suggestion of the motion, which makes it clear who and when and how. For example, a motion that says, I move to approve snow contract the vendor A is not good enough. It's not specific enough. A much better motion would be to, I move to have a snow removal contract for the 2022-2023 season to be carried out by vendor A at a cost of $20,000 to be charged to account 1203 exterior maintenance. That motion is clear. It makes it understandable for everybody what it is they're voting on. In terms of writing motions, uh, CAI and the Keystone chapter all have very good information. Any manager can go and look up on how to do it or modify it uh, on the method that the board is happy with. List the board member also to propose a motion. It doesn't matter who it is. Remember, parliamentary procedure, you're just putting the motion on the table for discussion. As, as president of a board, I very often uh, put a motion on the table for discussion. I didn't agree with it, but I, I read it into the, uh, into the record and somebody seconded it. Then we talked about it and decided how to vote. Final section is a summary. Describe what is in the motion. It should give background on what you're doing, uh, what you can do, and, and you can include what was done on the decision. Did you consult an attorney? Did you talk to other vendors? Whatever information you have, put it in a concise format so that the board members, they saw the motion on top of the form and below is the information to back up what that motion is so they can find it. Uh, another item uh, I also point out is discussion items. Very often an agenda will have a discussion item. And I've seen where people put uh, just the discussion item itself and that's it, they list it. That's not good enough because you got to give the board, remember there, some of these are getting together only once a month, once every two months, three months, whatever it is, give them some background. If, for example, if you're talking about parking restrictions and the manager has to work, is going to work on it over the next couple of months, talk about why it's being talked about, how it ties into the governing documents, possible alternatives. And then at the end, ask the board to give their opinion on direction. Should the manager work on it or not? Maybe the board has no appetite for it, so don't spend a lot of time on it if, if, not, if not. And that's a good, uh, you know, good direction for discussion items. Give them something to talk about. So this is a really good process. And, and as, you were, as you were laying out many of these items, it occurred to me that there are two kinds of boards. There are boards that um, are pretty united and in agreement um, and there are sometimes boards that are divided. How, how, how does this process change or does it if you have a board that's split and maybe doesn't agree on agenda items and things like that? Does that make this a little more difficult? Not really. Uh, what happens is the book is standard. It's the facts. A manager puts the facts down. Uh, the manager shouldn't be putting a preference in. It's the board's decision. Of course, when you write things, you 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 put words in a certain way, but it's the boards. Uh, if they disagree on things, that's okay. Very often boards, uh, I have been on many boards where we had three to two splits and, and there's nothing wrong with that. And uh, uh, so, but the standard is the same. The information is put in front of them, the facts, and that's it. And they get to choose how to vote on it. Okay. Um, laying out this board book sounds like a lot of work, and of course, it, it can be a lot of material. So how do you put all this together in the end before you present it to the board? 
Well, the best way, and you alluded to this earlier, is to use a PDF software management tool. There's a lot of them in the marketplace and whatever one the manager is happy with or the association has, use it. Adobe Acrobat is the gold standard. It's kind of an expensive package, uh, but it's really good. I personally use something called PDF Exchange Pro from Tracker Software, and I'm not selling it. It's just I'm used to it. It works well. It really doesn't matter. Whatever the manager is comfortable with. Good software, what it does is it allows you to drop pages into a capture box or a screen. So remember that bucket that you were building up during the month or at the end where you're putting things together? Uh, you, you drag it and you put it into the bucket. So when your bucket uh, is, is done and you're ready to go, print a copy of the agenda, put it on the, pay, on the desk beside you, then you can start. Drag the item, drag the agenda into the capture screen drag the minutes, drag the uh, manager's reports, drag the financials, whatever it is in the agenda, just follow it and drag it in there in sequence. At the end of it, the software usually, they will allow you to press a button and to produce one document out of the many, and you'll get one board book. It'll all be done. At this point, the board book is complete. You basically have a board book, but there's so many other things you can do to make it nicer for the board and make it easier for them to work with. Uh, some of the changes are, as you go through, you'll see page one, two, three at the bottom of your screen. Put in separator pages so that every item on the agenda starts on an odd numbered page, like a book. When you open the book, the odd number pages are always on the right. So if an item still removal contract, is going to be in there on, on page 33, it'll be on page 33, an odd number page. And also, uh, you know, show the page number. Uh, in, if the snow removal is on page three, 33, show the page number on the agenda. So your agenda won't have uh, section one, section two, section three. It's going to have page one, page two, no, page one, page three, page 33, whatever the item is in the board book itself. Once you've done that, uh, you may have to change the agenda. Once you've modified the agenda pages, you may have to replace the agenda page and that's okay. That's just part of putting the book together. Put Bates numbering pages in there also in the book. Bates numbering allows you to put a page on every single one. The software, uh, lawyers use this a lot. They put the Bates numbering on top so that the pages are in there and you can follow them. I use nice bigger numbers so that depending on uh, how the book comes out, if it's printed uh, and I put pages, uh, pages on either side. So either way, you'll be able to catch the number of the page. Finally, when it's all done, take the board book and bookmark it or uh, whatever the software ac actually happens to use it. Mine calls it a bookmark. Uh, for example, if you have snow removal on page 33, bookmark page 33 for snow removal so that it, people that are using a laptop or a tablet can then jump back and forth between the agenda to look at the agenda and, and the next item, they can click uh, snow removal and jump right down to the snow removal page so they can navigate very easily. Uh, once you've bookmarked it, you're almost done. But the, the last tip I'd like that you are basically done. The last tip I'd mention is do it electronically. A PDF from a vendor is much smaller than printing and then scanning it into a board book. I have seen managers do that. They take copies and they print them out and they uh, 
then they they scan them and then they put them into the board book. Not a good idea because the book gets 20, too big. Software nowadays is about 20 megabytes in size, maybe a little more depending on your uh, email. Uh, if you can keep it under 20 megabytes, that's fine. Even 75 page books, if you follow what I've been talking about, will come out to be under 20 megabytes. Uh, if it's too big, then what you end up doing, you end up splitting it in two parts, or you load a copy in cloud storage and you force board members to download it to their tablet or laptop, whatever it is. Uh, when you've done it, if board members, and Lord knows I've seen many board members want a hard copy, produce it, give them the hard copy, don't fight them. Uh, board members, it's the board meeting, it's for them, whatever they're comfortable with. Print a nice cover sheet on it, on the book, on the board book, put it in a binder. Otherwise, just send it electronically to the board, the minute taker, portfolio manager. And, and uh, some associations even have the book posted on the common community site. Uh, I know two associations I was uh, involved with that they do that. Uh, the latest one is the one I'm with now. And the board approved last meeting that they, we will post it so the members of the association can see exactly what the board is looking at. Uh, nice open meetings. Uh, there's no secrets and it brings the tension level in the community way down if they see what the board is working on. Finally, have the book three to five days before the meeting so the board can prepare for it. Uh, you know, boards, when they have, let's say you, you do it on a Friday, I like to do it on a Friday, even if the meeting is Tuesday or Wednesday of the week following, they have the weekend, they can sit down, go through it, mark up the book, you can see board members that are well prepared. And they come in, the book is all marked up, or it's marked up on their computer. Uh, at one association, there was a, a board member, I called him the godfather. And the godfather used to walk into the meeting and he'd say to me, hey, man, you got the book? And I'd give him a copy and I knew that he hadn't seen it, didn't have a clue. But the one thing was with the motion sheets and the way the book was put together, they were precise, they were concise. So even the godfather could glance at it real quickly and understand what is it that they're voting on. That's the beauty of doing it in a very professional matter. And so try to get the book out at least three to five days to the board before the meeting so they can prepare for it. And that's it. And once the meeting is over, you start for the next meeting. They will talk about certain things that they want to put on the next meeting, put it into the bucket, put a notice, start the agenda for the next meeting and start building it up for the next one. So it doesn't become a big panic. And that's the way you do board books. So this is a pretty detailed process you laid out. How much time does it typically take for you to put your board books together? You know, a board book that uh, is, let's say the board book is about, has six or 10 agenda items. Uh, if I do it during the month, uh, it takes doesn't take long putting them in. But if I'm doing it all in one shot, it would take me about three hours at the end of the month. If for some reason I didn't have to do it. And some of it is searching for material searching for vendor quotes that I, I received in email, then I have to go through the email and find them. Uh, the, the actual mechanics of it, the last part that I talked about, uh, the Bates numbering and putting it in, that, that's mechanical, it takes less than an hour. That's the fun part of it. That you can just close the door and do it. But uh, two to three hours, a real sharp looking board book. 
So uh, interesting, because as I was listening to the answers to some of these questions, it occurred to me that I use some of these tips that you laid out for preparation for our own chapter board meetings, but not all of it. So you've given me some really good ideas for our next board meeting, Richard, mm -hmm. and uh, it's been very helpful. That's a really professional approach and suggestions that you've presented. So maybe we can also get you to come back and give an interactive class on the topic. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's an important topic. So thank you, Richard, for joining me today for this episode of Community Matters Podcast. And for more resources and best practices on managing and governing your condominium, cooperative, or homeowners association, please contact CAI or visit our website at www.caikeystone.org. Thanks for listening. <laughs>